previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. And you walk in to the Scubacore International Necromon Championship Finals Gala. So what do you think of my collection? You're a monster, and I'm, I'll see all of those Necromon free. You win. You can take as much as you want from my collection. But if I win, I am allowed to complete it. And you notice, Kike, that this is a third hand. Oh, God. You have both of your hands, but this is a third skeleton hand. Hmm. And he's going to start looking around to see if he (laughs) finds another key clone. You see at least a dozen Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanakas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this party is ours now. All right, before we get started with anything on this episode, I want everybody to take a GM intrusion. Oh, does this mean we get AP? AP, 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 AP. You all get one AP, and this one won't happen instantaneously. It'll happen over the course of the next couple of minutes. So to reset the scene, Kike and Irene, the crowd starts panicking. Everyone starts mumbling. Some people start moving back and forth. Sammy, you can see, is just, again, he's a possessed doll man, so he can't really sweat, but he would be sweating bullets as he's running around trying to find someone to manage what's happening instead of him. And the Kikes are encroaching in. Meanwhile, in your room, Hilda and Sparky, Oset Scuba is furious. He is confused and he is angry and he is glaring at the screen, which has a honestly really nice looking Rhonda just saying things like, okay, so, you know, just um, as we said, don't uh, fight. That would be, I mean, that would be really bad for everybody. So we're just going to kind of do our thing and you will stay there as our, uh, Eddie, what's the word? Our hostages, dear Rhonda. All right, you're uh, you're hostages. I'd like to deadpan to Oset Scuba. Your security sucks. This was only the first wave of my security. When Oset Scuba is present, no additional security is needed. And he lifts out his arm gauntlet and a card pops out of it, which he expertly grabs out of the air. Kind of like, you know, the super satisfying thing that you do in movies where toast pops out? Yeah. And then someone grabs it. Yeah, he does that with a card. And he says, come to me, my white eyes blue. Oh, and if anyone is thinking of trying to release a necromon, oh, I would not bother with that. Rhonda, if you may do the favors. And as this large dragon with a blue body and piercing white eyes starts to emerge from Oset Scuba's card, I need Irene to roll a new stat. I need you to roll something called Weird. Weird is a stat that we use when interacting with the strangest and most magical aspects of our world, things that people wouldn't understand. And by default, it is a negative three. So, 
whatever I roll, take three away. Yes. Okay. Um, definitely have to do the skull dice for this one. A three and a two. Take one AP. Thanks. Wait, I, I, in my roll that I did yesterday for my loaded die, I rolled a 10. And if there's a way to justify that I can somehow help Irene be protected from this. I'll describe it. And then you can decide as I describe what is happening to her, whether or not you want PK to intervene. I want, I want PK to avenge me. (laughs) Sparky and Hilda. You hear Oset Scuba scream. Although with him, it's probably less of a scream and more one of those, you know, ah, one of those like really painful, I'm I'm getting blasted yells. The, the Kaiba gif. Yeah, I think they yeah, got yeah. Kaiba gif from the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. You don't see the blast, ah. but that is how he is reacting. <laughs> Oset screams and he falls to the ground. And as he does, you notice cracks start to appear across his white eyes, blue dragon, as it is forced back into the card and starts crumpling. Similarly, in front of you, Booker starts to squirm and starts to make really uncomfortable noises as his little eye stalks and his crab legs are forced back into Bob Chaanya's book, which itself gets a little bit of cracking along the spine. Meanwhile, Irene and Kike, in the lobby you see similar sights and sounds. A handful of folks there who also dabble in Necromon start pulling out their cards, which retract in kind and start getting injured. And Irene, just like when the Mossies were stolen a few months ago and you felt that deep pain in your soul, You feel it again, but this time it's harsher and weirder, and you feel as if through your necromon, some force is driving itself into you, is fiercely piercing against your soul, and your body is doing everything it can to fight back, not only for your sake, but for the sake of your necromon itself. Kike, what you see is you see Irene, who already, you know, look kind of tired and exhausted, Mm -hmm. start having basically, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like a a seizure exactly, but it's similar vibrations, grogginess. I don't know if you make a sound, Irene, but it looks like someone who is in incredible pain. The thing is, I mean, Kike wants to respond. I just don't know what's the appropriate way to react to somebody having a similar thing. Because I know sometimes it's like, leave them be and put them in a comfortable position. Sometimes it is, hold them. So whatever it is that will help ameliorate this, Kike would, like, I mean, my thought was like, if there's like a little blanket or something, put it around Irene and hug her. Maybe holding her so she doesn't fall from the chair and holding her with the blanket. Yeah, something about that comfort and that connection to Irene that you're making, this kind of emotional connection of protecting a child, you feel a bit of the sting yourself, almost, but it does seem to alleviate the pain from Irene enough that after a few moments, Irene, it doesn't quite pass, but your body acclimates to it. Similarly, Oset Scuba, who 
because he has to take pain in the most dramatic way possible. He's a man. Is down doing, you know, the three point touch thing where you've got like one hand on one, you're like on your knee and then your foot's up and then your fist is on the ground. Uh, He doing that while screaming stops and just takes a couple of deep, heavy breaths. Some security you got there. Is there more after this? When he doesn't respond right away, uh, Hilda is just going to turn to Lucas Bang and just immediately ask, what's happening to Booker? Do you know what's going on? Uh, 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 I, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I... You don't know anything about what's going on, do you, Lucas? I really don't. Okay, we need to get out of here. Uh, is there any way we can leave that's not the door? Like, can we break this glass or is it, like, not breaking glass? The glass is unbreakable, and the metal barrier that has been put before it, even more so. However, legendary clearance will get you places. And Osetsuba walks up and immediately walks to one of the books on one of the shelves. Hilda's not gonna, like, acknowledge him in any way, but she's at least following if he's opening up a secret passageway. Um, I'm gonna follow too. But you had to think about it. I had to think about it. I'm trying to communicate there are other ways without telling Oset Scuba we're just going to rob him <laughs> in front of him. Um, you know, Hilda, it's not all on you. I know. And she's going to give a look to Lucas Bang. Oh, man, this man looks incredibly guilty. He is sweating bullets. Uh, but he he goes to say something, but he, he can't. Sparky's just going to raise an eyebrow and then kind of glance at Lucas and give him a look she probably gave him frequently back in the pickle days. Like a, like an eyebrow raise, a head tilt, kind of a like, let's go this way kind of a thing. But now it's a little bit kinder because he appears to be in a bad mental spot. Yeah, Lucas Bang is confused and upset and unhappy, but that does seem to give him some reassurance. I take his hand. He was already reaching for yours. Yeah! Um, the other thing I want to do is, I don't know if you want me to make a roll for this to see if I could bring it back later, but I am mentally cataloging every single secret that Oset Scuba is about to reveal to me about the inside workings of Scuba Corps. As long as you note it, that's fine. I'm gonna note it. It's going on my heist board. Oset walks up and he sees a book on the shelf called The Veil of Fistivos. <laughs> and he pulls out the book, which the shelf dramatically opens up, but it doesn't open like a door. It in fact just shifts upwards, leading to a trapdoor beneath. And he says, we must move quickly. Follow me. Tylenoid! Tylenoid! Boidelrat is kind of nudging against you and trying to snuggle under the blanket, Irene. And I'm assuming all of your other Mon as well, which, like you, seemed a little bit bothered, but not as much as Booker start kind of poking at you. Was I... Um, did I hear about don't take your Necromon out? Yes, that was the the thing that they said. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a system throughout everything. Yeah. So what Oset saw and everyone in that room saw, you all saw as well. She'll throw the blanket over the rest of the Necromon too. Aww. Ike will just like watch and like, if it seems like it won't like, bother her uh too much she might ask like how are you feeling kid don't strain yourself too much okay oh i am fine i 
feel fine. I thank you for your kindness in my moment of losing outward focus. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, yeah. I I'm sure you are, but however, I would I would like to clarify that I felt nothing <laughs> and any expression on my face was incidental. Yeah, I don't doubt that, but we can just both stay here and, you know, feel fine here together for a little bit. I'm glad you do not doubt your detective partner. Uh, no worries. He's the best at giving me a hand. <laughs> he sure is a handy detective. <laughs> One would say he's my right hand hand. <laughs> my right hand hand. <laughs> Irene is trying so hard not to laugh. Mm-hmm. Because she's a dignified adult and she doesn't find jokes funny. <laughs> but it is incredibly obvious that, like... that Noticing that, like, Kike... Not, like, he's not gonna overdo it, but at random intervals, he's still gonna be like... It sure comes in handy to have such a trusted partner. <laughs> <coughs> and Kike's just gonna, like, chuckle a little bit, but without it looking too much. She was happy that she's, like, feeling a little bit better. Meanwhile, everyone else is still kind of panicking. The key clones are sitting there like people are trying to get out and they're just threateningly whacking the femur. One of them's got the bone again, just threateningly standing in the corner. Because I forgot to mention, they all have bone weapons. All of them have weapons made out of bones, but it's usually just some variation of a club. And it's actually Sammy who eventually gets everyone's attention. So he walks up, kind of nursing his head a little bit. It wasn't like with Irene and Oset. You know how they were basically, well, Irene was freaking out and Oset was... Being angsty. Yeah, screaming in pain. It was similar to almost like Irene's Necromon, where they looked a bit pained, but not as much. He looks like he had just a really bad headache or bumped his head real bad. All right, everybody, uh, just calm down, okay? Uh, Mr. Scuba will... Uh, We'll handle this, I'm I'm certain, so let's just uh let's just chill out and yeah, like if just if you could chill out, that would be really helpful for me. So um and I'm actually gonna roll his convince somebody, because I don't know how everyone responds. Yeah, nobody listens to Sammy and the crowd gets <laughs> even more raucous. And the key clones are starting to be like, hey, hey, watch yourself. What's the big idea? <laughs> and so this is this is the scene you find yourselves in, Irene and Kike. Um, so is there one that is like particularly looking like, you know, how they divide and conquer? Like are all of them in a single place or have they, you know, like if there is one that is like specifically in charge of like the hacker hacking the thing for things being opened or like opening a safe to get some particular thing or, you know, I want to try and disrupt that with the hand, but like, I don't know specifically what each of them are doing. Pretty much all of them are guarding a door. And because there are only so many doors out of here, let's say they're all in pairs. 
That being said, I'm happy to include one that's more of a specialist role than just someone standing at the door. So roll me a D12. I've pulled up the TV tropes page <laughs> for roles in a heist. And based on what you roll, I will scroll down and pick that person. Well, I don't have a D12 because I wasn't ready for it. Oh, sorry. 2D, 2D6. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. You have dragon game brain now, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a four. I got the con man, the guy who usually does most of the conning, acting, and people manipulating using confidence tricks. The grifter. The security guard. The security guard at the front of Nakatomi Plaza who keeps telling the cops that everything's fine. Oh, but that's like such a boring... Like, what will I be disrupting? They're already in, you know? This con man has snuck into his, his criminal enterprise in order to perform his own criminal enterprise, which is multi-level marketing. Maybe this is like the hype man of the heist who is like keeping everyone's morale up by conning them into thinking that this is a good idea and will work. Yeah, let's let's actually do the con man, because this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that you as Kike notice there are a lot of people who are trying to call their phones and something, you know, the cell signal isn't going out because let's say they took over the scuba core. What is it? It's uh satellites scuba lights mm -hmm. the scuba core scuba lights god but you do hear one of them say you know i heard uh heard one of the calls got out because let's say the cops did actually call the, the not the cops the undertakers called so we see the hand following the guy with the single hand right mm -hmm. and he's sitting there in a security room mm -hmm. and we'll say the hand kind of has limited sensations so it's mostly you get vibrations and sense of sounds you know the ear is a bone you hear via your bones so we'll say that you can really hear what's going on in your hand bones <laughs> 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 the ear bones connected to the hand bone. <laughs> hey, well, uh, oh god. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you uh, Irons don't gotta worry about anything. You know, it was a false alarm. I mean, you know how these, you know how these uh, these rich folks are. One of them didn't get what they thought they were promised, or. Oh, I think one of them wanted like their kid to get in. I, you know, honestly, I don't. It's it's so difficult to understand. Point is, they said there were a bunch of like skeletons with bone, uh, bone weapons going about. What? Oh, uh, tell me this. Are you gonna are you gonna grab your pinky and use it to attack someone, or are you gonna keep it attached to your hand? Yeah, that's what I thought. No, it's not a problem at all. You know, probably some kid throwing a prank or something like that. This guy is on the phone with the Rons, just giving absolutely every excuse that he can in the book, simultaneously saying it was someone upset that their kid didn't got in, and it was someone ordering a pizza, and it's probably a limo driver who got trapped in the basement and is completely, <laughs> like, upset that the person hasn't called him back, and every excuse in the book. So so if I like so if I understand correctly, the like fake security guard is telling this to the police so they don't worry about it? Yeah, exactly. He's telling okay. that to the undertakers, telling it to the Rons. Yeah. So I want to do that thing that they do in movies where oh wait, I also I want to have well, don't I have a thing where I can have like a potent a skill for an adventure? That's adapts. Adapts. Yeah. I want to have a skill in, like, specifically doing that thing in movies where you, like, 
and then you knock someone down. Like the karate chop kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, you want to have... God. Kike has been watching a lot of karate <laughs> movies lately. Like, Let's say he was watching a show called Slap Chop Samurai. Yes. Which was about a chef who used his hands both for weapons and for cooking. Excellent. And so I want to do that to that guard. Yeah, roll me, roll me, take a swing. So that's going to be plus fierce and then you'll get advantage because you've been watching Slap Chop Samurai in your spare time. Okay, let's see how this goes. And that's plus fierce. So that's a, that's a seven. So that's not great, but. Mixed success. Who does the bullet hit? So you're going to hit your target and you're going to choose one benefit and one drawback. What is minus one forward? Uh, that essentially means your next roll, you'll take whatever your thing is and you'll do minus one after stats. Okay, I think I'm going to do that for the drawback. Okay. But for the benefits, I want to temporarily daze my target. So I want to knock this target. Well, you know, uh, bridal parties. Uh, I, this is what I hear the new the new phases, like faking terrorist attacks. Like that's... That's how the gals get ready before they get hitched. And, uh, oh, whoa. Oh. And you can hear over the phone. Hey, you, uh, you, you still, uh, you still there, sir? You still there? I, uh, you know, Ron 12's sister is actually having a bachelorette party, so she'd like to learn about that. Yeah, you know, me Ron's. And, uh, well, I mean, she's not a Ron, but, you know, relatives of Ron's, the ones who are brothers in blood, not brothers in bond like us, they like to do lots of stuff like that. Anyway, uh, sir. Sir? I wanna try to text the phone that is <laughs> on the line. You're texting the cops. I am texting them, being like, this is an actual emergency. We have a hostage situation. This was a con man, but I am, I cannot speak because they have limited my speech for reasons I cannot <laughs> convey. Sir, this is a restricted line. <laughs> You're in violation. Roll, roll me. Wrong number, who dis? Convince somebody. Okay. Using books, but you're gonna take minus one after your stat. I am. <laughs> and we'll say the reason is, is because this guy is kind of still groggy. So you've got to type perfectly and your fingers, mm. you know, slip in a little bit and accidentally doing weird autocorrects. And so that's why it's a little more difficult. Okay, okay. All right. Figuring out which dice to use here for the... I rolled an 11, so... Oh! Ah! Yeah! For once in your death, which is remarkable <laughs> considering Kike's age, autocorrect actually helps you. <laughs> what is the message that you write to convince the Rons that this is a genuine attack? It will be, it is a genuine attack. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, hey, hey, Ron 13, what's that, Ron 12? I got a text saying this is a genuine attack. A genuine attack, you say? A genuine attack! As he goes, a genuine attack, another text will come. Yes. Well, the phone said yes, and the phone never lies. Phone never lies! And if I can, like, send the location, like, bloop, bloop. Yeah, you, you pin the location and they say, Ah, uh, Ron, do you, do you know how to work this? Uh, we'll get an overseer to look at it. And yeah, the Rons are on their way. Excellent. Ron their way. They're Ron their way, yeah. <laughs> They're Ron their way. They're Ron their way to get Rhonda. Excellent. Rons versus Rhonda, who will win? Kind of rooting for Rhonda, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and Kike, you are aware of all of this. <laughs> Somehow, through my hand connection. You can hear. 
again, you can hear because of the ear oh, bones yes, connected to right. the hand bone. Okay, well, Kike would just say that to Irene. Like, uh, I think my hand associate is uh, <laughs> is is doing a, a good job. So, uh, you know, there's 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 people on their way now. We really are living in the digital age. <laughs> Yes! Did Irene say that too? We are living in a digital age. And then she like looks waiting for confirmation. He can we like genuinely laugh at that. Like he's just gonna like put his his fingers up and be like, we sure are! And like start like laughing with her. I just got it. Took me so long. Yeah, let's go back to Hilda and Sparky. You are walking down a staircase, and it is sleek. It's got the humming blue lights as well. Although these ones do not seem to be the actual lights that revive a necromon. Instead, they're just... He's leaning into the aesthetic. So how long did it take you to set all this up? The scuba core space scraper is built on very intense designs of my own creation. We have been building this specific structure for about the past nine months, as we do with every city that we go to for the Intermortal Necromon Championship. However, I put my own personal hand in these secret passages, so they are built much faster. Rome was not built in a day, but that is because they did not have Oset Scuba. <laughs> I see, I see. And so there's something like this everywhere you go for the Intermortal Necromon Tournament? Is that what you just said? A scuba course base scraper, yes, indeed. I would imagine a journalist should know information like that. Hang on. <laughs> I've never spoken to Oset Scuba. Nope, nope. How do you know I'm a journalist? Oh, oh! Oset stops and pauses for a moment. It is in my business to know things. And he keeps walking. <laughs> that sounds like a lie. If one is to succeed in anything... Dueling, business, life. Knowledge is second only to power in getting one there. One might argue that it is, in fact, its own sort of power. Did you get that quote from a young adult novel or from some dead Roman guy? (laughs) He turns back furious at you. Let me assure you, though I am but 19, I am anything but a child. (laughs) And the teachings of the ancient Egyptians are far wiser than those of the Romans. <laughs> it's like that, it's like that Tinder profile that was like a real renaissance man. <laughs> My interests, real estate, anime, dual monsters, space scrapers. Ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt. <laughs> in response to him stating his sudden interest in ancient Egypt, Please don't interrogate. I know nothing about ancient Egypt. I'm not going to talk about ancient Egypt. <laughs> you fool. You <laughs> oh, so is that where you get all your ideas from? Kind of sounds like riffing, to be honest. All of the greatest men rest on the shoulders of giants until they too become even larger giants and crush the original giants underfoot. You've never heard anything truer. You must have a really expansive uh, knowledge network to know all the things that you know. As I said, it is in my interest to know things. And with that, he taps a keypad on the side. And roll me to understand. I want to see if you notice the passcode. 
Yeah, I was I was definitely going to be like, I want to do this. Um, is understand books? Yeah, it's books. Hmm. And the question will be, what is the passcode? Hmm. My books is not a good stat this round. My books is at a is at a cold negative two. I may want to just auto succeed this roll with two of my three AP. But then I won't have three AP. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna use my AP. I want I want to know the passcode. How do you use it, your AP to figure out the passcode? Well, first of all, this was physically painful for me to delete the AP from my character sheet. So you all need to know <laughs> what a moment of personal growth this was for me. And I am I'm going to ask him a silly question about something in the hallway so that he turns a little bit because he's going to want to answer because he's gloating. He's a man and he's gloating. And then when he turns, I want to sneak a peek at the little passcode. So he's he's gloating. He's probably talking about like the ancient history. Oh, man, is that from ancient Egypt? Yeah, it's like it's like a Frisbee or something. I don't know. No, it is but a Frisbee (laughs) because I enjoy ultimate Frisbee as I enjoy all (laughs) things ultimate. In fact, you might call it legendary Frisbee when I use it. No, my interest in ancient Egypt is because that is the origin place where Necromon were first noted. And he's going on and on and off about stuff. And you notice that the passcode he enters is three zero zero zero, which is the attack points of Blue Eyes White Dragon. (laughs) The door shoots open and you enter the sci fi futuristic room with like a big monitor at the end. Wow, is this Agent Egypt? I don't know something more, but I'm going to keep doing this to him the whole time. He looks back at you and just says, Zeppelin, rise. And the system turns on. All right, let's go back to Kike and Irene. Sammy is still trying to keep order, and he's like, Where, where's, where's Maybelline? Oh God, don't tell me she went to one of the higher floors. I warned her about those nails. And he just keeps trying to assemble things as folks are panicking. But you notice that some of the Kikes seem to be talking to each other, and you're hearing words like Rons and Undertakers, and in the most feared voice, a hushed overseer. And half the Kikes are gone. So now where there were two of them blocking each door, only one is left because the rest seem to be going someplace. Okay. If it seems like they are going where the hand is, I'm gonna try and book it out of there. If not, then that's fine. I mean, Kike is just going to stay with Irene until Irene, like, is ready to, or like, you know, if she wants to do something, then. You haven't heard any of them say anything about where they're going, and because we've specified that the hand can specifically hear, and the video monitors are sight, you don't see anything on the video monitor screen. Okay. Because you are but a hand who can hear. You know what? The the hand will still book it, because (laughs) I don't want to risk this. Okay. So Kike will summon his hand. Which I, I, I think it might be a little bit harder because I'm going to try and run with the phone still. So it's going to be like... <laughs> yeah, roll, me, roll me a sneak. I was going to let you do it, but since you're going to go with the phone in your hand. Oh, 13. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Christ <laughs> almighty. An 11 nice. and a 13 for fuck's sake. I rolled another 11. I used two AP just to make sure I succeeded a roll. God. I'm glad my luck isn't only with the D20. Anyway, continue. Shut up, Ari. <laughs> the door slams open and you just see the little hand skitter, skitter, skitter back in before the door closes and comes back to you. Perfect. I will then, if possible, put the hand on my rightful possession hand 
and then just like continue texting now with two hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, they're they're coming down to get you. One at each door, all of the information. Yeah, yeah. We'll say you have an open. We'll say you have an open contact to uh to the Rons. Perfect. And a lot of what you get back are like text speak. You know, thumbs up emojis. One of them does actually write the number two and then K-E-W-L for too cool. I will say, KK will say to Irene, like, you know, I, I, I usually complain about the younger generations being too much on their phones. But in this case, <laughs> I am not doing that kind of thing. And I am not ignoring you in the slightest. I am actually... Uh, helping with this situation. So I just want to let you know, sometimes I feel it's kind of rude when I'm next to a person that doesn't have a phone and then starts texting and starts doing whatever they do in their video, video placey things. So just, just letting you know, you know, you can, I'm still, I'm still paying attention. We to, are yeah. hostages. It is okay <laughs> that you are texting. Yeah, no, I, I, that's completely, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. You know, just just always trying to be mindful and polite on these kind of situations. Anyways, Irene, what did you want to do? She's going to pull back the blanket so she could see all her little necromon. Tylenoid! Tylenoid! It's... That is very nice whispering. Tyler, I'm, she says, really excited. <laughs> I am. Amelia is going to scream at the oidal rat screaming. The mossies are going to bite both of them. <laughs> Just like, meh. Oh, like being like, what do I want? Tokyo sternly admonishes, admonishes from afar. They are, it's not like a sharp bite, not like very teethy. Just like a stop. Yeah. Thank you, mossies. Okay, so. Gather around. Are you ready to save us all? Please, Lord. Oh, my God. Come. Like, just like, turn at whatever Boidle Rat speaks. Boidle Rat's real excited. <laughs> Mossies are hugging her. Malaya's talking to her. She's just real excited that she's finally being welcomed into this family. Okay, detective. What have you learned about our situation? We must figure out how to best deploy the troops. Right, fellow detective. And Kika is going to join the, like, team of Necromon <laughs> and Irene. Like, ah, I see you're gathering a force <laughs> of multiple detectives. This is good. This is good, fellow detective. So this is what I have found. And he's, he's going to just say all of the things he has heard through hand and then show her the text. Be like, my handy associate, which is now here, and Kike is going to wave at her with now his hands, has made some good, good recon and has done some good, good texting to the police. <laughs> and now they are coming to rescue us. I am concerned that they have some technology for injuring Necromon, so I do not want to confront them directly. However, because I am the best, and my Necromon are the best. If you think it would be a good idea, we could send them into the walls and then they can one by one take out all of your clones and then we will win. 
I mean, you know, I would be more than glad to get those posters that are all over the place now for some reason. Uh, I thought I had gotten rid of that problem, and suddenly they're all here uh, to get them taken care of. But do you do you think you, your little detective guys are gonna be okay if we do that? I know they're the, you know, they're clearly the best and everything, but they are still, you know, they are very tough. But I understand your reservation. So, so when you said that there were, they were doing something with the cards and the necromon, do cards work for capturing? You, I mean, you could certainly try, but something you would know, Irene, is their only time cards get injured is when a necromon gets damaged enough that whatever it's bonded to has to take the hit. That's why you have res points in necromon duels, right? Yeah. So you assume that's how the necromon were forced back into their cards? And because of that, you don't think cards will work in general. If necromon can't come out, they probably can't bring them in. There's another wrinkle to this, though. The key clones are also necromon. So why are they still out? There's got to be something that's keeping the clones from just either going back to whatever card they're in or poofing back into the afterworlds. So either they're connected to something strong, like how your Necromon are connected to you. They're all connected to Rhonda. <laughs> or there's something else keeping them there. Kike will also will just be like, you know, it's, it's your call because... I know you care a lot about your associates, and uh, I wouldn't like anything to happen to them because, you know, you care about them. But if you do decide to send them on this mission, my only condition is to send an associate of my own and take his hand and put it there so that it follows the crew. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you can just take your hand off. You've got four Necromon in a hand. And the hand is going to do like a little salute to Irene. The one problem is, like, I can get them to steal bones, right? But then parts of their body can still move. Ah, what could we remove from the bodies to make them function less well? Well, you know, there's a reason why I took the hand and I didn't take the feet or femur. You know, there's some, like... Go for their Femurs. A little bit more tricky to stand up and do robbery things with that. Go for their feet, their kneecaps, and their elbows. Jeez. You know, also the hip Sean. has been giving me trouble for the past, I don't know how many years. Ah, uh, a weak point. So the hip is also a good weak point for all of these since they are my clones. Sea soul. Tarladoib. Tarladoib. Malia. <laughs> I want to get them into the, like, so that they can sneak around. Is there a place we can get them, like, into the ceiling tiles? Or will they be able to hide behind stuff? I mean, the mossies are small. They can probably sneak. Are there, like, are there the classic vents? The deus ex human revolution way. So we can either have one of the necromon on the behalf of them do a sneak roll, or you can give me an AP and I'll just give you a vent. I will give you... And AP. Yeah, you notice there is a floor vent that's been like gently cooling you off, and it's it can easily fit all of them. Please, my loyal friends, hurt them. <laughs>
Wanda, Eddie, and the Key Clones have taken over the Scuba Core Space Scraper, and this announcement break has taken over your episode. For today's announcement break, I got a promo for you for the Owl House Reaction Podcast, the next best thing to experiencing a wonderful piece of media for the first time is being around when someone else experiences that piece of media for the first time. In Owl House Reaction Podcast, Crown Cryptid, Tipsy, Tulip, and Chan do unplanned, lengthy reviews of every single Owl House episode minutes after they finish watching them. They also have some special episodes such as an award show where they rank their favorite and least favorite aspects of each season, and a time that, I don't know, some person from like an actual play podcast may have used a role-playing system to make their own episode of The Owl House. They've got all the sorts of stuff you'd get from talking about The Owl House with your friends. Lighthearted and honest talks, true surprise from plot twists, original theories that are now, I guess, mostly irrelevant, and just the fun, long-time cartoon fan conversations. So they're going to talk about the Owl House, but you're also going to get discussions and comparisons based on other series they love, like Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, She-Ra, and all that sorts of stuff, including occasional analysis of fandom culture surrounding cartoons. But don't just take my word for it. Here's a little bit about Owl House Reaction Podcast from the creators themselves. Hello, I'm Crowned Cryptid. I run a YouTube channel dedicated to cartoons. I make news videos, discussion videos, reviews, and more. One of the biggest shows I cover is The Owl House. In fact, my friends and I have an entire podcast dedicated to it. The, uh, not so creatively named Owl House Reaction Podcast. My four friends and I watched through the entire series blind and recorded a lengthy group review after each and every episode. I think our talks end up really unique because we intentionally aren't keeping up with trailers or fandom expectations or anything like that, so we could freely enjoy the show and be pleasantly surprised every week with a new episode. All of us are also longtime fans of cartoons, so we analyze the show with our knowledge of other cartoons, and that leads to a lot of fun comparisons and arguments. If you're interested in checking it out, just search for The Owl House Podcast or Crown Cryptid on your preferred podcasting app. You can also listen to the episodes on my YouTube channel, Crown Cryptid. I hope you'll enjoy it, and I hope you'll stay tuned as we cover the final few episodes of the series right when they release. Whenever they release, because they're just doing that thing where they release them completely randomly, even though there's only three of them. But we're getting one, and then it's going to be like a like several month break until the next one. Whatever. Uh, I hope you'll check it out. Thank you. If that sounded interesting to you, you can check out Owl House Reaction Podcast by searching the Owl House Reaction Podcast on YouTube or whatever podcatcher you listen to, or by searching Crowned Cryptid on YouTube, or by checking the description down below. Three options. All to get to the same show. Besides that promo, though, I don't have any special call to action for you today besides the regular. If you like the show and you want to either give us some more support or experience more stuff, you can always find more content at patreon.com questfriends. We've just instituted their new subscription model, so you'll be charged when you first subscribe, but then you'll be charged on that day of the month every month afterwards. So essentially... It's a monthly billing system. If you use Patreon a lot, you'll understand how that is, for many people, a lot better. If you haven't, I just described a subscription service to you, and you could use it to support Quest Friends if you wanted. Otherwise, your support by simply listening to the rest of the episode means a lot as well. 
So let's get back into the episode, and after this episode is done, our next episode, Die Card Part 3, will be releasing on Monday, November 28th. I'll see you then. Take a GM intrusion. Oh boy. Okay. Who do you give the other point to? I'm going to give it to Irene. Yay. Because we are a team, detective team. So you've been getting texts from the Rons and they've been all hoorah, rah, and like very social and casual. One of them does, in fact, say yippee kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But they're like, yeah, we got him. We Rons are going to do it. Yeah, we took one down. Yeah, let's go, Rons. And then you get a text that just has a very, very different tone to it. It is very straightforward and to the point and professional in a way to many people that the shift would almost be unsettling. And the text says, This is Overseer Cole. I am in charge of this case now. Tell me everything you know. Uh, Kike will say via text, Good afternoon, Officer Cole. These are the facts, and then say all of these, like, is a hostage situation, there's a lot of people, describe them saying that, well, actually, he won't describe them. He might, he will just say, like, skeletons, and, like, where they are, what they're doing, he's gonna say all of the things. And do you have any connection to these skeletons? Technically, in the sense that they were accidentally cloned from me, but I have no relation for their actions. They are rogues, uh, so to speak. Are any of them laughing? Laughing? Uh, well, they're skeletons, so technically we're always laughing, but I don't... Sh- you know what I mean. No. <laughs> Question mark. Inform me if one of them does. Is this relevant to the case? Extremely. Period. I, I will do so. Please send reinforcements regardless. You don't get a response? <laughs> Actually, no, you know what you'll get? You'll get a smiley face emoji back. <laughs> That's almost worse. That is almost worse. What do you mean, almost? <laughs> um... Let's let's go back to Hilda and Sparky. Christ. So, um, boss, do we know why that skeleton looked a lot like Mr. Kike? Because remember, Hilda is the only member of the party who knows actually nothing about the key clones. <laughs> yeah, she was never there. That's true. Yeah. Unless someone made an effort to tell her in between, and I don't think anyone has. No. She has no fucking idea who this Eduardo is. Yeah, you saw a guy named Eddie with a big must a big like fake mustache on just like up here i can only remember the key clones in the context of the detective noir episode so i totally forgot that sparky had context for the key clones she was there as the cause of the key clones she was the reason it's your fault they exist you brought (laughs) them into this world everything that's happening tonight is your fault (laughs) i didn't remember yeah like this attack Kike's existential crisis, getting the attention of Overseer Cold, this is all on Sparky. Well, 
Spark is going to say, yeah, what the hell is that about? I thought all the key clones I, what? were gotten rid of. The key clones. What? <laughs> the clones of Kike that were running through the streets. Oh, Lucas Bang just nods. He's like, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, you know what it was. I wrote a story on it. Why were there clones of Mr. Kike? What? Well, you, you know, there was an accident with a very improperly marketed um, necromouse catcher. And it caused a whole lot of problems that a necromouse catcher should never have had to cause in the first place. Um, one of them, the big problem, was that it made duplicates of um, Kike. He happened to be around at the time. However, that was solved with some ingenuity from a hero on the street. It was me. I captured them all in, in, in necro cards. No, I bought 100 blank. I bought all those blank necro cards. 249. But they do not have key clones on them because we fit. We did a different. You caught all the necro mice. Tippy, how did we make the key clones go away? Uh, Kike destroyed the box. Kike destroyed the box. Okay. So just to make sure that I understand things, that was not Mr. Kike who is holding us hostage here. <laughs> no, that's not Mr. Kike. That's just one of the clones. But I thought he destroyed all of them. That's so... Okay, evil clones. so strange. Okay, yeah, yeah do you... we can work yeah, with that. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's why I have... That's why... Are there any other doors out of here? I, I don't really want to trust leaving things up to this guy and gestures her head at Oset Scuba. By the way, as you're talking, Oset is talking to the Zeppelin AI and like, ah, oh, take down this, do that, give me a search result on this, find me Yugi Moto. <laughs> He's like doing a series of searches and information gathering. Not paying attention to him. Um, the only way out is the door you came in on. Crap. And outside of that door, it was just a door alongside a underground hallway. Mm. which went in two directions. Mm. I want to turn to Lucas and be like, shot in the dark here, but I don't suppose that your mid-level clearance has ever gotten you down here? Lucas is just kind of looking around. I thought, uh, I thought this was a tournament for children. All right, so that's a no. Um, hey, Oset! He sighs deeply. <sighs> what is it? What's your plan? Do you got one? Like you're down here. What are you doing with the with the computers? Like what's what's the purpose here? The purpose here is to find the attackers, lock them in, and thwart them by whatever means necessary. Okay, but what's how are you doing that? You gotta give me more here. You gotta give me more. And he's typing in the keypad, and as he's typing, he's like, explaining it would take more time than it would actually take to do. All you need to know is. And with a flourish, Oset slams his entire hand down on a comically large enter button before suddenly pausing, caught off guard by the security feed that appears on his screen. Those boidal rat bastards! <laughs> and on the screen, you see Rhonda, Eddie, and a third key clone, this one like in super thief getup in Oset Scuba's collection. While you figure out what you want to do, let's go back to the rest of us, because we're actually not going back to Irene and Kike, although Kike, I guess, is technically there. We're going back to Squad Necromon, yeah. doing our infiltration. And I guess I am the GM, but I am also playing alongside the rest of you. So I'm going to ask you, not as a GM, but as a fellow player, what's our goal here, gang? We're in the vents. What are we doing? 
So just to make sure that I understand the positions here, like weren't several of the key clones still guarding the hostages, right? Yeah, there's one key clone left for each door. For each door. So let's say I said there were a dozen in there and two of them were guarding a door and they left. So let's say there are six doors, four on the space with all of the all of the folks and then up the spiral staircase, two more leading into the offices. Mm hmm. What we were tasked with by Irene was we were told to go into the vents and I think take care of the ones that are kind of milling about. Take out who you can. But what we would know is there is one key clone in the guard room who's kind of dazed. He's probably gotten better at it, although he's still upset that his hand is missing. There are six key clones in the main lobby, and there are at least six other ones that went further down the space scrapers to deal with the Rons and apparently now the overseers as well, which the overseers are just, they're higher ups. They're the equivalent of like the FBI agents in Die Hard. Mm. My original thought was to go down and like clear the lower levels of key clones to make the building easier to get into and out of. But it sounds like that might actually be a bad idea if the Ron squad and the overseers are actually engaging with them. Maybe we don't wish to go there. On the other hand, going to help the Rons and the overseer squad and then like leading them inside to where the other ones are could also be beneficial. My pitch was going to be a classic, oh my god, a rock fell down that hallway, and then just take them out one by one as they come out to investigate, and then store their stolen body parts in the vent so they can't get them back. <laughs> There's going to be a vent full of kneecaps. I, I True video games. I love it. Love this. I really like the synergy that's going on here. Uh, Boydle Rat cannot come up with this plan. Boydle Rat can't figure it out. <laughs> so if it's all right, I will say Pokio probably comes mm-hmm. up with this plan. Mm-hmm. I like this. But the plan as I hear it is the Mossies essentially will toss themselves out of each door. The key clone will be like, huh? What is that? When they come out, Malaya, who can get big, will smash the key clone. And then Boydle Rat will grab the bones because Boydle Rat loves getting things and stick them in the vents. I thought you were going to say because Boydle Rat loves bones. I mean, yes. <laughs> that too. I, I I want to say that the hand is also helping in the distraction portion because it'll be like, whoa, whose hand is this? <laughs> and I think it would create even more of a distraction. Perfect. Trying to figure it out in the mayhem. Maybe it also like throws the mossies to put a little more emphasis into yes. it. Put some spin into it. Yes. Okay, um, I have no idea who of us should roll for this or what on earth we should roll. What if we treat it like a confrontation in the sense that we each roll once for the bar and then we see... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just do a flat... If we get more than them, we take them out. Yeah. If we get less than them, mm-hmm. we don't take them out. And then it, it, we get caught. Yeah, let's do that. I, I also, I want to spend an AP to roll with advantage on, on this roll. I rolled another 11 with the advantage. God. So I have a 12 because I have this plus one. <laughs> I got six. Oh, you got six. Holly, what did you get? I got the kneecaps. You got kneecaps? You got snake eyes? Ari gets an 11 and I got a double one. I got the wrong double one. I am furious. Furious! Pokeo came up with such a good little plan. And I got five. Oh, oh my fucking God. Oh no. Oh. And because Hallie got a critical failure, 
that actually in confrontation counts as two failures. So we've got four failures and (laughs) one success. Irene, take take an AP for these failures since they're your mon. added stuff like ap yeah and i i wanted to use it was a long con somehow to help with one of the failures i know it's a geek and move but the hand is there so like <laughs> uh what does it does a long con mean once per adventure you can immediately follow up a failure or mix success with a full success explaining that the failure was all part of the plan i know that it's like mine so if it doesn't work then it's somebody else's failure so the way i'll explain this is you specifically took out the hand to protect the mon yeah so let's describe how the mon fail horribly and then how the hand does damage control so pokio you say this plan to ever get in the heist music to do so the mossies start by rolling by like solve, 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 solve. And the first problem is that the key clones don't actually see them. Oh no. They are very much not noticed for like a long time. <laughs> which forces the mossies to improvise and roll up like closer to the key clones and then like bump into them and try and scuttle away. <laughs> They're still not getting the, the memo here. Eventually the mossies just do what they know best and bite and finally, ah, what? Oh, what's, what's that? So now one of them at the door is like yelling and kind of kicking at it. Malaya at seeing that the clone is trying to get rid of and kicking the mossy, it's just gonna like just go Malaya and just like fucking punch the key clone out of the mossy, like in the leg. So it's like or upside, not on the leg, but above the leg. So everything else is punched. You know, not not beating the femur is what you're saying. <laughs> beating the above it so that it doesn't take the mossy with. Taking out this key clone at the knees. The key clone falls into shambles, but is still there and is like, hey, what's what's going on? What's the big idea? Hey, what's going on? Tarlanoid, Tarlanoid. And Boidle Rat is so excited. She runs up, she grabs all the bones, she throws them in the vent, although she keeps the most precious one for Irene, which is unfortunately the yelling head. Oh my God. So not only does she have a yelling head in her mouth, but in its excitement, Boidle Rat just spills all of the plants and dirt on her body all over the place. So it's just a fucking crime scene. Like, you know the thing where they do the chalk outline? You see that around where the bones were. There's like a line leading to the vent, like a trail of blood. Christ. In like a really bad murder mystery. Yeah, and then there's a talking head who's like, uh, hey guys, hey guys, give me, uh, give me a name. Uh, Federico, so you can say, like, Fede if you want. Uh, Hey, guys, uh, Fede here. Fede here would really love some help. Uh, uh." And one of the other key clones knocks open the door and says, Fede, what's going on there? You're getting ahead of me. (laughs) Anyways, the point is they are now acutely aware that there are four Necromon trying to take them out. What does the hand do now? And you get a full success. Um, it's just going to like yeet itself from like the opposite direction into the clones that are like, oh my God, who threw this in here? Like, you know, kind of like in Toy Story, like, can you just give me a hand, boss? And it's just like a (laughs) hand 
just flying from off screen. It's like that, but this time it's on purpose. Uh, uh, they see the hand and they're like, wait, wait, uh, give me another name. Gustavo. Goose. Goose is now the one with one hand. It's like, wait a second, Fede. I think that's Goose's hand. The hand is just going to like do this like twerking, like, oh, I'm so hurt. Ah, yeah. this, like, I'm being dragged away. And they run off towards uh, the hand and the Necromon, we have a moment to react. Mm. Boyle Rat wants to chase the hand, so I'm not really useful right now. Malaya wants to like follow the key clones to punch them, so Malaya is also not very useful in here. I think Pokeyo is the brain, it's just that. The problem is that upon seeing their Grandmaster plan fall to bits, they would probably just launch in themselves because, you know, you got you got nothing gets done if you don't do it yourself. So I think Pokio would just join the fray. Let's say the hand helps with that. Let's do an all-out attack. Yeah! This is always a plan. It's time for a Necromon battle. Up. So we we just knock out those two key clones, and Irene and Kike, you can see that two of the doors are now unattended. Hilda and Sparky, what are you up to? I have one AP left, and I can add something useful to the environment that wouldn't necessarily be there otherwise with one AP. Yeah. What would you say to giving me a legendary scuba core access card? So, because of how long-standing the ramifications of getting a legendary access card would be, I'd normally be hesitant to give it to you for just one AP. However. Back in our first episode, An Oasis of Ghosts, you picked up a level one access scuba core card, didn't you? Oh. I was going to say, I already have the low level card, so I was like, this is really just upgrading that, so it should cost me less. I like that a lot. I will say, if you're looking around, you'll actually notice a little slot where you can insert your card and upgrade it to legendary access. Ooh. Sparky does that little look. I upgrade that card to legendary access. Um, maybe we'll just grab the legendary and then Vamoose and see where else that gets us. My vibe is to flee from here. All right. After I grab the legendary card, then I'm going to um yoink Lucas and Hilda back towards the door and be like, he's not going to be much help. So let's go deal with this problem on our own. Got it. Roll me a sneak. Ah! All right. That is an 11 with my bonus. No! Nice. Hooray! Your sneaking actually doesn't influence what you do. It influences what Oset does. Mm, If you had rolled poorly, he would have decided it was time to take matters into his own hands and get up. And he considers that. And he says, no, no, I have the power, but information, I need more. And he starts looking into Eddie and Rhonda, Mm. trying to figure out if he can find more information about them. Okay, well... That's to be expected when you rob a corporation. Take many hostages. So I would guess the passage would either just we could go back to where we came from because the room and then he did the bookcase and then we're down the and then we're down the path. Yeah. And now we're in the eerie hallway. I want to see what other places in the eerie hallway we can go. Sure. I mean, it's a series of passageways that takes you pretty much any place in the building. Nice. Okay. The only place it doesn't lead is the uh, collection. Okay, so, um, Lucas, if we needed to get to the collection and we couldn't get there directly, what is the best way to go? Well, uh, I haven't seen anyone actually put anything into the collection directly. 
you know. Um, uh, oh, I, I do recognize, though, the people in the video. Uh, the people that, that look like your friend. They, um... Oh. The background they had. I think that was Mr. Scuba's office. Oh, you think that was Mr. Scuba's office? Okay, well, how do we get there? I, 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 I'm not sure. <sighs> the offices were on the second floor back in, like, the main room where the party was, but I would imagine there are people there now. We need to find my mom. She's still in there. Oh, God, Alina came. <sighs> okay, how do we get to the main room? Do you know how we get there from... You've never been in these secret passageways. I don't know why I... I mean, I've got a pretty good sense of direction. I could maybe try to remember what would be next to the party area based on how far we went down and which turns we took. All right, all right. Give it a shot, Hilda. Okay, let's do this. Use that intuition. Uh, I feel like... Would this be an understand roll, maybe? Yeah, this would be understand. I'm just going to spend two AP to auto-succeed. I don't trust my dice today. All right, so what is your question? Where is the, uh, where does the hallway connect to the main party room where all the hostages are? You take a left, you take a right, you go up some stairs, you go down some stairs, you go up some stairs again, left, right, right, left, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select, start. <laughs> Irene and Kike, you're waiting for the Necromon to come back and the hand. If they don't hurry up. Irene is going to get in that vent to find them. She's getting <laughs> quite concerned. John McClane, that's what he would do. He can might look for other options so that the <laughs> child doesn't get stuck in this vent. There's a child in the vent! I, I mean, I guess she fits, but... There's a child in the vent! Contrary to popular belief, vents, not good for humans to crawl through. So Irene, you get down, you're about to get into the vent, right? Kike, you are watching, trying to figure out what, as a reasonable adult, you're going to do. Instead of seeing something joyful and wonderful come out of the vent, the wall directly next to it slides open. <laughs> and you see Sparky Malarkey. That's really funny, actually. If we assume that Sparky is willing to give the legendary keycard to Hilda for a moment, the door swings open and Hilda just for some reason has a bunch of shredded paper all over her hands from the card reader. <laughs> goes, what the heck? Everyone press that record button. Emily, can you say something to confirm that we're recording? Leave meeting. <laughs> Ari, are you recording? Hey, Mr. Detective, why did you kill a man? <laughs> Thank you, Ari, I didn't. Tom, why are you recording? <laughs> why why was I recording? not informed, Detective, <laughs> that I am recording? Hallie, 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 I have an idea for the bachelor party. What? <laughs> Let's go to the Dimsdale Dimmodome, <laughs> which is owned by Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmodome. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that idea? I'm Doug Dimsdale, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmodome, and I killed a man. <laughs> Give me party animals and dungeon your dragons while we're right here. here in the but he only he only dungeoned eighty percent of the dragons, or eight tenths for those of us who use 80 fractions. Eighty percent of my dragons. 
80% of my dragons are dungeons. Thank you, detective. I didn't dungeon those dragons. (laughs) I feel like there's one we're forgetting, but I can't remember for the life of me what it is. I don't know. Salad Raptor? Salad Raptor. (laughs) Like, you could just stop. All I know is is what, that Hallie got killed by saying that the room had like a million dollar or ten million dollar budget or something. And that killed Hallie on Catching Up David. There she's going. Six million dollars, that's what it is. It had a six million dollar budget. Six million dollars for the room! Where did the money come from? How did you do it? (laughs) You all get one AP, and in reality the intrusion will likely be more for Hilda and Irene, but since they could each give an AP, I figured I'll just give it to all of you flat out. Not going to let us stack our AP on one person to hoard. <laughs> but with this AP, I would be able to do the why would I lie and break the world even more if I so choose. I'll, I'll tell you for the finale when it begins. I'm going to say, by the way, I know the answer to this question as a way for if you say you have the answer to that question, I can say no. I have already provided evidence to the contrary that I have predefined <laughs> the answer and you can therefore not undo it. Why would I lie? It's Rhonda's birthday, you can say. (laughs) Well, evidence to the contrary is that it is not Rhonda's birthday because it has been some months since Rhonda's birthday. Then again- It's always Rhonda's birthday. Yeah, if Ari said that, Rhonda would just be like, well, it's my, it's my like third birth, it's my three month birthday. Rhonda likes birthdays, that's okay. We've had one, yes. What about second birthday? (laughs) (laughs) What about the unbirthday? Oh. Happy death day. Happy death day. Yay. Going back to Hilda and Kike. Irene Irene and Kike. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Hilda is everywhere now. It's the Hilda show, everyone. All Hilda all the time. (laughs) No, it's the Kike show. (laughs) Can we talk about the fact that Kike is thwarting a terrorist attack? And he has not—he has not moved from his seat. I love it. He has not moved from his seat. It's a true die-hard experience, you see, thwarting a terrorist attack, but not close to the actual action. You are—you are bamboozling them in the most clowny way possible, which I think is more true to the spirit of die-hard than anything else. Absolutely, that's true. Just utterly bamboozling this heist. Alina would be very proud. Good. As much as I exquisitely love the idea that Rhonda bonded with every single key clone, <laughs> you did not see Rhonda scream. So she's either the world's best actor or it's something else. Look, it's, it's her birthday. <laughs> it's her birthday. She's made so many friends. My personal out of character theory is that this is why um, Oset Scuba got blasted. They somehow stuck him with the bill for all dozen key clones. He got soul bonded with the key clones. He made a very deep connection with them somehow. They they catfished him. They were catfishing him for multiple months. That was part of their scheme. Oh my god. Oh, had to put up with his awful dating profile. <laughs> they tricked him into thinking they were a plucky, spiky-haired duelist with a secret power. I think one of my favorite things about Kike doing puns now is that the key clones made a pun in episode two, and he was like, is this me? <laughs> and I love that he's been making puns nonstop. It, it's true. It was him. 
I'm glad that we're going to have this small side arc of the Boidle... Boidle Rat needs to make friends with all of Irene's mom. <laughs> I'm delighted. Are we cool? You're muted, Hallie. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wait, wait, we couldn't hear it. We, yeah, we just couldn't hear you for some reason. Oh, we cool. <laughs> God.